listening to Nightlight. Yes, you're listening to Nightlight, and this is part two of a special end time edition of Nightlight, speaking with Joseph Candell over Skype. Well, thanks for coming back, Joe. Yes, Simon, thank you uh, for having me back. I always uh, enjoy doing a show with you. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. Well, last week we only covered five of the ten topics that we planned to cover, so let's continue on. And I also wanted to continue on playing songs related to the end time, which I dug out from the very depths of my song library. Songs that were recorded, most of them in the 90s, and even though the style of music may be somewhat 90s, a bit dated, their message is still spot on, and I think even more timely today.
Manuel Gilligan on that oldie, We Will See the Day. Well, we're 20 or so years on, Joe, from when that song was written, but I certainly still think we're going to see the day when it's all going to happen, even at our age, Joe. What do you think? Well, we're, uh, well, of course, Simon, we're, we're going to see the day. We're, of course, we're not there yet, but, uh, you know, different events do need to happen, and that's uh, just a very briefly recap the Antichrist, uh, he will rise to power, come in with peace and flatteries, and he will uh, sign a covenant uh, with many, and out of that covenant, they will be allowed, the Jews will be allowed to rebuild their temple. Right. Then they'll be able to resume uh, their daily sacrifices. But it's quite interesting, Simon, uh, this past two or three weeks, there's been a lot of news articles regarding building the temple. Yes. They're all ready, they got the materials, the priests are trained. And uh, they just need that covenant to be able to uh, have that fulfillment where they uh, rebuild the temple and resume daily sacrifices. So we know that will take place during the first three and a half years after the Antichrist confirms the covenant. Then in the middle of the seven years, he breaks the covenant. And we go on to what Jesus called the Great Tribulation, which will last for three and a half years, 42 months, and 1260 days. And of course, the uh, false prophet is... uh, uh, pro- promoting the Antichrist. They, they set up the uh, image of the beast, possibly in a form of an android. They'll try to make people to receive the mark of the beast and the 666 chip implant or whatever technology that will be. Then, the good news, and that day, immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, noon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. That is the day we're all looking forward to. Yes. But we still have, you know, there's still events, there's still things to happen. You know, what we're seeing in the news uh, now and the current events that we're discussing, you know, things seem to be speeding up. And uh, so we'll just have to see. But right, we don't have a timetable for the seven-year covenant. But obviously, we see the world is getting darker and darker. And, uh, you know, we see so much uh, wars around the globe. We see um, disasters and terrorism. 
and the economic situation is also very fragile so it's things seem to be speeding up Simon we just have to wait and see watch and see keep tabs of current events so we know where we're going and connecting it to Bible prophecy signs of the times well, thanks, Joe, for that brief summary of what lies ahead. And, of course, you remember that we did two shows together, End Time Roadmap Part 1 and Part 2, where we went over these major milestones in our journey through the end time and into Christ's millennial and heavenly kingdom beyond. And, listeners, you can find those shows on our website at radioact.org. They're shows number 49 and 50. But now, Joe, let's get back to the list of current events that are happening in the world right now. And the first one, it wasn't on the list, but I just wanted to add it in. And that's Fukushima, the damage to the nuclear power stations at Fukushima in Japan from the earthquake and the tsunami in 2012. It was huge news at the time, and there were dire warnings about the levels of radiation that were leaking out into the atmosphere and into the Pacific Ocean. Because Fukushima hasn't been in the news recently, it's easy to think that everything is now okay, but it's not. And I just saw on YouTube some very disturbing videos warning that Fukushima has not gone away. In fact, the situation has gotten a lot worse. Yeah, absolutely right, Simon. Uh, people are coming out with that, that uh, Western Coast, the United States and uh, Canada, Alaska, there, you know, the radiation is, uh, a lot of radiation is there. And of course, even to mention the food chain in the ocean is like being affected. And there's also mysterious mass die-offs of various kinds of birds and animals. And yeah, exactly. Or, you know, fish, fish in general have just been, you know, they're finding seals, whales, they're having all these sores on them. And, uh, you know, so they're, they're seeing, they are seeing the effects of, of that already in the, uh, you know, various uh, uh, fish and mammals in the ocean, you know, they're, they're also getting it, you know. Now, listeners, if you want the latest on Fukushima or any of the topics that we're covering on the show today, you can, of course, search on YouTube and you can find any number of documentaries or video clips that will tell you much more about the reality of the situation than you'll find in the mainstream media. Nightlight. You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight. Shining God's love light to the world. Joe, another event that happened since we did our last current events show a few months ago was the launch of the Pokemon game, where you're searching for and catching virtual monsters on your smartphone. And it was shocking how instantly huge amounts of people became obsessed with playing it. And I saw an incredible clip on YouTube where hundreds of people clutching smartphones literally risked their lives to stop the traffic on the three-way highway in the U.S. as they swarmed onto the road to try to capture a monster that had been sighted there. Yes, it's a, it's an addiction and, you know, people are just... Uh so into it they don't even know what they're doing where did pokemon come from the original pokemon was franchise and developed by a company called the wizards of the coast and and who gave the world a cult name dungeons and dragons and the magic the gathering so this pokemon is an occult and it's anti-christian and it's sort of like an evolutionary uh development you know it's like the very word pokemon means pocket monster Gosh. And that's sort of like, you know, that's like a demon, you know. So 
it, what it is, Simon, I think the goal of, of the, you know, dark forces or Satan, Lucifer, whatever, their goal is, is a, the prime bait is to lure children into the occult. Right. And I think that's that's the vision for that, you know. I mean, because, you know, it offers opportunity to create personal power, you know, for centuries, you know. And But what it's doing, Simon, it's leading people down to hell's path to violence, crime, addictions, and the occult, you know. Yes. And you, you, there's been incidents where, like, for example, a truck driver... You know, he was playing Pokemon when he was when he was driving, and he killed two people Gosh. because he was distracted. You know, and uh, many people are you know people are playing in public places. They're running into people. Uh, people are falling in accidents, <laughs> falling down the stairs. Oh, and, man. In fact, in, in I read an article in July of 2016, a pair of men fell off a cliff while playing near a beach in the San Diego area. One of the men fell 90 feet and the other 50 because instead of watching where he was going, he was trying to get a monster, you know, trying to get somebody else's monster. It's bound to you know, happen. So they're, they're stumbling downstairs. They're knocking down patrons. They end up behind store counters. And, <laughs> you know, they're, they're just not paying attention to what they're doing. But the bottom line, it's an occult game. And it's to lure people into the occult. So there's a lot more to it than just catching monsters. It gives them power, you know. It's like they feel like they're getting power and... You know, they're trying to get, you know, use poison, electricity, fire, and psychic power to destroy other monsters. You know, it's just such an addicting mental game. It's very spiritual. That's the thing about it, Simon. It's a, it's, it has an effect on people's spiritual, and they're basically they're just drawing uh, young and older people into the occult, dark side of the spiritual world. It's never completely dark when you're listening to Nightlight.
is close, we got his clothes in and on The devil and his crowd and their network of sin Satan knows his time is short so he had to begin His plan to get the world to worship only him He set out wolves in sheep's disguise Convince a lot of people to compromise Saying here's the holy word, it's new and revised You don't have to make any sacrifice But the wicked world will soon realize They've all been suckers for the dude that's gonna fry So get with this down on your soul that song says if you really want to know the truth you need to ask jesus and he'll be faithful to lead you to news sources in the alternative media that you can trust more than the mainstream media outlets just like your excellent website joeentimeinfo.com yes i mean uh, well anyway thank you thank you for that but uh, one thing i just want to mention and i i we didn't something we didn't have planned to discuss but something that is relevant when we talk about the internet and you know, intimeinfo.com uh, and many other non-stream media websites is that you may have heard that beginning on, I think, October 1st, the United States is going to give up the Internet to your United Nations body. No, I hadn't heard so that. So the Internet is changing hands on October 1st. And, of course, uh, non-mainstream or, uh, you know, who use the internet, put up articles and have shows like, you know, yours and many others, they're concerned that some sort of censorship under uh, a United Nations um, body who's going to oversee this could tighten the situation up where we lose freedom of speech. Gosh. Uh, you know, people, they like non-mainstream uh, websites than the mainstream. Yes. And even David Rockefeller said he had wished that the internet had never been born because a lot of the new world order and globalist plan has been exposed over the internet. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, end time Bible prophecy shows that, you know, we've done together and many other uh, Bible, end time Bible teachers and, you know, that do shows. It's like, it's a total expose and it's winning a lot of people over to the truth and to really show what's going on. So obviously, the world government, the globalists, they want to shut down the freedom of speech on the internet. And I think this next step in going to a UN body is another step towards that direction. Ever that long that will take after that, well, we don't know, but it is a step in that direction, as you said, Simon. I still don't understand, Joe, how the internet works. Is there one main computer somewhere in the U.S. where it all emanates from, or is it scattered over many computers in various countries? How does the U.S. run it at the moment?
Well, I don't know all the all the intricate workings of of it, Simon. But the thing is, is that they can control right. it. You know, they they do have servers, and and they're able to, for example, they're not going to close the whole internet. They have the power and the means to close down any website that they want. So the idea would be is that they would close down the uh, websites that are not mainstream. You know, people that uh, talk like about the end time, <laughs> people that, you know, come out with the truth or counteract the mainstream news. They're just, they can shut down. They have the, the technology to shut down certain websites and to keep others open. So exactly the intricate details of how they do that, I don't know. I'm not, uh, in, you know, I, I'm not into that so far. There's probably right. people out there that could answer your question. But that's the idea. They have the technology to shut down any website they want to. So that's the problem. Mm -hmm. well, they'll have the website. It's going to still be up, but it'll be what they want you to hear. It'll just be a propaganda manager for the world government. But anybody that tries to speak out against it, they will close down that website. They'll block it. They'll block it, and that's it, you know. So that's why the, these days of freedom, we have to make hay while the sun shines, as they say, because time could be very short on our freedom on the Internet. Nightlight, keeping you in tune with the times. Joe, maybe next we could talk about this giant $6 billion CERN electron collider or whatever it is that a number of nations have chipped in to build in Switzerland. There's a lot of weird stuff about this on the internet and no one quite understands what they're trying to do in building it. It's like a weird $6 billion science experiment. I mean, is CERN something we should be concerned about? What's your take on this, Joe? <laughs> yes, exactly. So, I mean, we should be concerned about CERN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what is it? What they're trying to do? Well, Simon, the, for, it's, uh, yeah, it begins, I think, the uh, Geneva campus, and, and then it, goes, it also stretches on into France. And uh, there are a lot of people who are very concerned about it. Like, for example, the famous Hawkins, you know, the famous uh, Stephen Hawkins. guy. You know, he's a, yeah, Steve Hawkins. And, and he, he doesn't agree with what they're doing. He says, what he, what he said, he says, they're unleashing the gates of hell. And it's funny that uh, in Geneva, on the campus there, there's a statue of uh, the Hindu god Shiva. Yes, I've seen and it. And that is the god of destruction. You right. know, what they're saying that the, the certain experiments is to test if they can connect to another dimension. They're warning, different experts are warning that they can create a, a, a portal where other spiritual entities could come in through that portal to the earth. Joe, I mean, normally I think of science being totally down to earth and not believing in anything spiritual. So this amazes me that scientists are not only acknowledging the existence of other dimensions, but are spending vast sums of money trying to open portals to connect with them. I would say that this whole project is, is being done uh, by the dark side of the spiritual world, that including these to to encourage these guys to do what they're doing, to open up the portals. And what if, you know, what if uh, all of a sudden you some beans come in through there and and you know 
say, hey, we're your gods. You know, we cover like we covered in the past of the Great Deception. Right. They're, they're saying that they could be opening the spiritual dimensions, but what's coming in, what it is, you have a positive and a negative clash in the, in the, in the technology of that. I can't explain all the things because I'm not gifted in that area, but you have the negative and the positive hitting each other. Right. And they're saying that it's going to bring in negative effects. Now, some say they feel that what they're trying to do is they're trying to, they call it the God particle. It's like by this experimenting, they're trying to, to see how the world was created. <laughs> you know, they're trying Gosh. to see how it was done. Wow. And uh, of course, we know how it was done. God spoke it and it was done, period. <laughs> yes. You know, but, uh, you know, because it said God created the heaven and the earth. And, you know, within uh, six days, he created everything. So they're trying to dissect God's creation or how, how the, you know, our universe, how, you know, Earth and, you know, our solar system began. So they call that the, I guess, the God particle. Right. But uh, who knows what they're unleashing, you know, who knows what's, what's coming in. <laughs> you know, and they say that China, Simon, I just read recently, too, that they have a CERN as well. But they say that's two to three times more powerful than the Swiss one. You know, and people even say maybe the people who are in there watching all this stuff, doing the the mechanics of it. What if they? What if they're pulled out into the you know netherworld? You know, on the other side. I mean, they're even saying that's possible. Wow. So anyway, it's it's very dark, Simon, and and they're, very they're going to places where they shouldn't go. They don't take God's creation foundation, so therefore they're out there looking for answers. And sad to say, they're going to find the wrong ones like they've been finding all along in their scientific research because they don't, they don't take that, hey, God created the universe. He created us. He created the plants, the animals, the ocean, the fish, everything. And he said it and it was done. So, and so because, you know, they don't take the, the easy, simple principle that there is a God and he made us in the world, they're going out there and they're, they're getting on the devil's territory, in my opinion. Absolutely, and they're gonna, and I think we're, it's gonna have negative effects, and we, they may be bringing in spiritual entities that are evil into this world. We're living in strange times, Joe. That's for sure. Shining bright in the dark night, you're listening to Nightlight. Well, let's take a break for another song. This one I haven't heard for many a year, but it talks about refugees, but not the refugees that have been flooding into Europe. By the way, Joe, that hasn't been in the news so much lately, but I imagine it's still an ongoing crisis. You're in Europe, Joe. Can you update us briefly on that? Well, it's, it's still a major problem, uh, Simon, especially in uh, Germany and France and England and uh, Sweden as well. They're, you know, it, it, it's bad and more are going in. Of course, a lot of refugees also uh, went into the United States, but there are, there are countries uh, that are resisting it. You know, for example, uh, Orban, the president of Hungary, he's holding a referendum, I think it's sometime in October, and the people are going to vote whether to let the refugees in or not. And the general consensus that uh, I hear about, it's like they're not going to vote for them to come in. And what had happened there, now the one of the top guys in the EU from Luxembourg, you know, he, he wants... Uh, hungry now to get out of the EU because the, they won't take any refugees, you know. But there's also, I think, Poland, I think Czech Republic. They're also t 
taking the same stand. So some of the countries in Eastern Europe are resisting this because, okay, for example, Orban, he knows, he's come out and said that George Soros, the Hungarian, you know, he is financing through his foundation, he's financing uh, the refugees, you know. And uh, so it's pretty common knowledge, but this all started with the U.S. attacking Iraq, getting involved with uh, ISIS. The problem of these refugees resulted of the war in the Middle East, the wars that they were fighting. Absolutely. A lot of people think it was an orchestrated plan, you know, to weaken Europe, to lose their identity, and that goes for the states too, to weaken their identity and just sort of blend, you know, this all in together, which it does weaken the nations. Right. And it's definitely weakening America. But uh, like I said, here in Europe, there, there is resistance to it. And uh, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, girls are getting raped left and right in Germany and Sweden. And, and uh, you know, not, it's not to say all the refugees are bad. And yeah, obviously, there was a war-torn situation in the Middle East. But again, who started it? You know, who, who, who pushed this? You know, and even uh, Putin chided Obama. He says, you know, look what you've done. You know, by invading the the you know Middle East, you know, helping the ISIS and and uh, Al Qaeda and stuff. So you know, they made a mess of the situation. All right, here's the song I was talking about. Listen to the lyrics of this one, Joe. Oh, oh, oh. 
if you love Jesus, then one day you're going to be part of a final great wave of refugees fleeing into the wilderness and ultimately into Jesus's arms when he returns. What images did that song conjure up for you, Joe? Well, conjures up the, the you know, the coming great tribulation. Uh, you know, Revelations uh, 12, it talks about, you know, it says the uh, great dragon was cast out and that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. So during the middle of the seven-year covenant, you know, the devil and his fallen angels will be kicked out of the spiritual realm and they'll be down here on earth and of course they're going to make war against the saints you know and try to kill them and imprison them you know because it says um, you know uh, they that understand among the people shall instruct many yet they shall fall by the sword and by flame by captivity and by spoil many days so there you, you see that there is persecution coming and of course we see you know, uh, throughout history, like under communism, Russia, the Eastern Bloc, uh, when they were under communism, a lot of Christians, uh, millions suffered persecution. And of course, uh, the situation in the Middle East, one of the most uh, religions that have been persecuted there is the Christians in the Middle East that were in Iraq, that were in Syria, and their their lives are in, in big danger. And quite a few Christians have been killed there. So yeah, it's coming. But uh, the good news, Simon, it, it does say in Daniel chapter 11, 32 and 33, it says, And such as do weakly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. So, you know, God's going to give us power for the hour. And, you know, like with the two witnesses who will be witnessing in Jerusalem, if any man will hurt them, fire proceeded out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. Wow. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. And these have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of the prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood, and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. So there's also going to be, uh, you know, a lot of Christians are, you know, they're going to be still in society, still witnessing. Uh, God's going to give them supernatural protection, of course. There will be many martyrs. But also, as the song is saying, a lot of a lot of Christians will flee into the wilderness. It says the woman fled into the wilderness. The woman there is representing uh, the church or Christians. Yes. But they fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. You know there will be protection. There will be areas of the world will have some sort of a wilderness. I don't think it's just going to be one place, but I think. Uh, you know, all over the world, there'll be uh, God will set up uh, places of protection. Yes, for many Christians, but of course there there will be martyrs. So a lot of Christians will uh, die for their faith because it says the uh, Antichrist makes war against the saints and prevail against them. But you know, with uh, with great persecution also comes great power, and this will be the case in the especially during the last three and a half years of the great tribulation just before Jesus you know comes back and rescues us in the, in the resurrection and rapture Nightlight You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight shining God's love light to the world Joe, we've talked a lot on previous shows about how technology has been rapidly evolving to where now for the first time in history, it's possible to implement a cashless society as described in Revelation chapter 13. I saw a very interesting video posted by a group of Christians in the UK 
We're trying to warn people about this and even themselves learning to live without money in preparation for the days that lie ahead. But what was shocking was that they found that in the churches, there are hardly any pastors warning their flocks of the advance of this 666 technology. Some pastors even said that if they had to take a computer chip in order to buy or sell, it was no big deal. They would. First of all, a lot of pastors themselves don't understand what's going on in relationship to Bible prophecy. And even if they do understand the 666 system that's coming, they don't want to rock the boat. They don't, they don't want to get into it because if they do, they might start losing part of their congregation. And at the end of the day, they're going to lose money by preaching that message. So for them, it's all about the money Gosh. and their prestige. And, and that's why they don't. And I suspect, at least my I've, I've done a lot of um, uh, seminars here in Hungary to uh, Christians and uh, churches and fellowships. And what I found is a lot of the pastors, they really don't understand the full meaning of the end time. They don't understand everything. Or they're put to sleep by, oh, there's going to be a secret rapture before the seven, you know, the seven-year covenant or what they call the seven-year tribulation. So again, a lot of them think, well, we're not going to be here, so we don't have to get into it. And so they just, you know, go, go to sleep. And they're not going to be ready. They, they don't understand what's going on. Or I've heard even post-trip Christians, recently I heard somebody say, a very respected, well-known uh uh, who has a very popular radio show, uh, he came out and said, well, you know, yes, if you worship the image of the beast, yeah, you're, you're in, you have a problem. If you don't worship, you're going to be killed. But then he went on to say, but it doesn't say that if you get put the chip in your forehead or in your right hand, you won't, you won't get punished for that. Now, there are pastors that are saying that who believe in a you know, pre-covenant rapture and even a post-trip. But again, as I mentioned in the last show, well, you know, what, how are we going to answer that? Well, if you, again, you go to the Word, we look at Revelations 14.9, it makes it really clear. It says, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture. So right there you see it's both. You, you have to worship the image of the beast, and, you have, and if you do take the mark of the beast, you're, you're doomed, basically. So that's right. a popular doctrine that's going around. Oh, it's okay to take the mark of the beast to buy and sell. Well, it is not. And it's very clear in the scriptures in Revelations 14 that you cannot take it. End time news and views. Joe, last week on the show, we ended up talking about the U.S. election, which, quite frankly, sort of feels like watching a train crash in slow motion, something disastrous is about to happen. And just the day after our show, Hillary Clinton's health became a major issue. And from what I've been reading on the alternative media, it really seems that she's very, very sick and most likely will not be able to continue for very long with her campaign. Yes, uh, Simon, uh, on September 11th, uh, Hillary was, um, she was in uh, New York and they had a, a service for 9-11, you know, for the people that died in 9-11. They were holding a, a, a wake for those people. And uh, anyway, she had to leave early because she was uh, getting sick. Then it showed her, uh, you know, going into her limousine, her car, 
and you see her faint. You know, the, the, the two security guards are holding her up and then she actually, you know, fainted and I think her hands touched the, the, you know, the bottom of the car there and they had to help her in. You know, something is, you know, definitely wrong with her. her she's got some very serious health issues. And uh, how could you have somebody be president of the United States if you, you know, they say, they're saying that she has Parkinson's disease. Right. It's a big thing now. Well, is she going to be able to run? And we discussed that last time. Now, some are, again, some are saying that she, she you know, she may not run. She'll be too sick. So there's, there's sort of that in the air that she's not going to be able to run. Of course, then what happens after that? And uh, I've heard different commentaries that Obama would stay in power if that was the case. Uh, they would suspend, possibly suspend the election. So that is a scenario that could happen. And people are really studying the Constitution to see, well, what if Hillary did drop out? What does the Constitution say? You know, so I, you know, so they're kind of doing the research now about how to handle the situation. But the Constitution doesn't have too much in there on that particular topic. But there is a there is a clauses in the Constitution on how to handle it. But they, but it sounds like they could cancel the election, although it's never been done before. So that's something. Uh, her health is uh, very bad, and uh, people are very concerned about how can you have a sick president uh, in in an office. And especially, you know, she had that 2012, she had that serious fall and she had a concussion, right. very severe uh, concussion. So she doesn't seem to be very well. You look at her and, you know, she's sick. The human said, Simon, that when they were doing the debate, you know, they had, she had an earpiece in her ear. Yes, she did. And that which means that somebody, uh, her advisors were telling her what to say. You know, handlers. and uh, this this has also come out that she was uh, she was being uh, she just listened to what they said and then repeated it. You know, so which is not fair. You know, that's not that's not fair to do that. You know, exactly. This next couple months is going to be critical to see what happens in the election if there is an election. But eventually, whether it's Trump or Hillary, eventually God's plan is to bring America down. It's you know, uh, the mother of harlots. You know, she's uh, you know. She, judgment is coming to uh, Mystery Babylon, the mother of all harlots, and that, you know, many uh, end-time Bible Christians believe, you know, Babylon the Great is America. The yes. whole world system is Babylon, but America is like the mother of harlots. She's like the queen bee. Right. And according to prophecy, Revelation 17 and 18, she'll be brought down. So whoever wins the election, eventually we will see the fall of America. Of course, we don't know uh, when. But, uh, you know, in looking at the news, we see the, you know, uh, united you stand, divided you fall, and, and America is really getting divided. And even now with the blacks and the whites, and it's like, you know, we could have race wars there, and it, it's, it's, you know, confusion and, and judgment is coming to America. The Lord could stave it off for a while, but eventually it will hit.
to that song mystery babylon taken directly from revelation chapter 18 if you now want to go and read the whole chapter powerful song 30 some years old but still so powerful nightlight's interview of the week has been with joseph Candell, also known as End Time Joe. Joe, it's been great having you on this double header End Time edition of Nightlight. Before we end, anything you'd like to add? Well, yeah, just one last word, Simon. We, we've covered a lot of material in these two shows, and and I think people really need to uh, take notice of all the earthquakes, again, volcanoes that are going on. Uh, the situation in the Middle East, uh, the economy, right? Uh, potential for terrorist attacks in cities, and the warning—the warnings that were given by the German, Czech, Hungarian, Swiss, and U.S. governments to have ten uh, days of food and water stored—and these are very serious announcements that we all need to take heed to. So, I think we're going into a uh, things are accelerating; they're going faster. Uh, more signs of the times are increasing. The birth pangs that Jesus spoke about is increasing. So I think it's really time to uh, prepare to really study Bible prophecy and other, you know, and really get ready and understand what's going to happen and warn other people. You know, that's our job. We're supposed to. And Ezekiel 33 is a key chapter because end time Christians uh, who are giving out these warnings. It's like, uh, you know, they're, they're in Ezekiel 33, it's like the watchman on the wall. And he's blowing the trumpet, warning people of coming, you know, calamity and destruction. And, and, and that's their job to warn the people. And then if the people uh, hear the warning and take heed and, and move in that direction, 
well then they you know they will be protected and spared in many ways but the, but if we don't warn the people if we don't heed the warning and we don't pass it on to others then their blood will be on our hands right so it's very important that these uh, that are these messages get out and those of you out there who hear these messages the end time it's important for you to to get out the warning because right now the warning of what is going on and what is happening needs to get out and very quickly in case we lose a lot of our freedom over the internet when it goes uh, into United Nations uh, supervision right so time is time is moving quickly how close and how fast you just sometimes things speed up and they slow down again but either way uh, I've been studying Bible prophecy and you have too, Simon I think we both agree that we're seeing I mean every day something's happening throughout the world that are that's big and that we're seeing such an increase of, of these signs of the times. Joe, thanks so much. God bless you. Look forward to the next time. Okay, Simon, I look forward to it. Things you say 
Together, learn to go where heaven leads. Stronger in the spirit, see the golden seas. I must learn to this now. Days of peace, foreign days to come. My very life will depend on it. With the victories to be won. Nightlight. Next time we'll return to our more inspirational and devotional themes. But Jesus said that we should keep in tune with the times so that we can look forward and be prepared for his second coming. Until then, well, we can expect that evil men and evil times will wax worse and worse, but we're not to worry or be fearful about it. Read Psalm 37. It's so beautiful and so encouraging. Also in Psalm 2, It says, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. The Lord obviously thinks that the plans of the deep state or the Illuminati, the evil oligarchs who think they're so powerful in this world are a joke. He laughs at them. So, although we need to keep in tune with the signs of the times and the evil that's going on and warn others of it, If we keep close to the Lord and see things as he sees them, well, then we can take whatever happens in the world in our stride and enjoy the ride as the Lord lights our way through the darkness and leads us safely through to the light and love of his heavenly kingdom that is soon to come. God bless you all. Bye-bye. (laughs) 